DFB paint back again, week four preview. All right, before we get into it, I think we should review some of our picks from last week because your boy has had two weeks in a row where he's come out on top, and that just never happens. So I'm going to brag about it. I don't know if you have your picks handy. I'm going to go ahead and read off mine. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll be accountable. Uh, I'll go ahead and read off mine from this last week. Uh, Memphis minus 14 and a half versus Navy did not happen. Uh, Virginia at Maryland. I took Maryland minus 14. Yes, that one happened. Air Force minus nine against, oh, I didn't even write down the opponent now, and I'm blanking on it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They won by more. Uh, uh, FSU minus 27 and a half. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> that did not happen. I, again, this is the one. Did you get 100 players to play in that game? <laughs> I went through the math. I was like 58, 53, something like that. It was, <laughs> it was not many. Well, I, one of the things that I, I commented even before the game on, on our last YouTube uh, video was just like, yeah, I probably should check and see if there's a hurricane approaching before I expect you know them to cover such a big number. Not to mention, like, Boston College played a great game. Well, they didn't play a clean game, but they played very tough uh, and kept that one really close. So no, no dice there. Uh, Louisville at Indiana, under 54. That one cashed easy. Uh, Penn State minus 14 and a half. That one, uh, that, that one we got as well. Did not get Kansas State minus four and a half. Uh, uh, Harrison Mevis, uh, keeping that one from going to, to overtime where maybe we had a chance if they scored a touchdown and, and, and held, uh, held Mizzou out, but that didn't happen. Georgia minus 27 and a half. No, we covered that one as well. Colorado minus 22 and a half. Nope. That was a closer game, uh, double overtime. UNC minus seven and a half, yes. Washington minus 16, yes. Tennessee at Florida under 57 and a half, yes. TCU at Houston under or over 60, no. So seven and six on the week. Um, I think that brings me to 21 and nine over the last two weeks, though. I had a big time heater the, the week before. That was, uh, yeah. that was something, but... Um, I guess before we get into week four, I humbly ask if you're watching this, listening to it, like it, share it, subscribe it. If you got friends that you think would like the pod, feel free to introduce them to it. Appreciate all the support. We've had some really good weeks. Um, and yeah, we're looking to, to keep uh, expanding our reach. So uh, whatever you can do, we certainly appreciate. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Week four, this is not short on big time matchups. I think I maybe mentioned this between recordings, but I am going to be out of town this weekend and I am kicking myself for saying, yeah, we can do that. That's fine. Without like really looking intently at the slate. I, I looked at one or two games. I knew that Florida State Clemson was going to be on. I was like, oh, that'll probably be the night game. I'll be able to catch the night game. Um, what a mistake on my part. But it should be fun. Like we'll have a good time. I'm just trying to figure out, do I go on airplane mode and try and shut her down so that I can watch all these games play out? Even if it's not in real time, I get to kind of see the entirety of the game without knowing the result. Uh, man, where do you want to start, Corey? I'm going to start with texting you and calling you and emailing you. Anything I can you <laughs> updates. So you, you may have to send a on. carrier pigeon, and yeah. uh, I'm not sure you'll know where to. Like, I'm gonna knock on the door. You're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "It's only a three-hour drive, bro. I'm here to tell you what's <laughs> going on." <laughs> Ohio State's beating Notre Dame. That was uh, well, that was three hours ago. They're probably done now. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, dude, I have uh, my phone with me, so I can tell you live updates. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, all right, all right. Well, where do you want to start as far as like? Let's go. Games I like to how go we through. do it. Let's go through Thursday, Friday. 
and if there's any games you want us to talk about, and then keep going through the, the time slate. All right, so, sounds good. Uh, we have a couple of these, but I might pull out a few others that just you know are ones I that I might idea. take take a, a minute or two to just talk through. Uh, Thursday, September 21st, again, uh, time stamping this. We are recording this uh, 11.30 at night, Mountain Time, uh, nine uh, on September 18th, so 9.18. So lines will move, things will change. Like, we just want to make sure that, you know, like, as a time of recording, this is what we're looking at. Um, again, there may be injury information that comes out after this. We'll always include this on the preview pods just so you kind of keep, keep that in mind. So... If there's something that we miss, you know, kind of this typically would be released on, on Thursday, I think Thursday or Friday. So um, there, there, there may be developments between now and then that, that we're unable to cover here because we can't see into the future. But Thursday night, September 21st, Georgia State at Coastal Carolina, early uh, early opportunity for Georgia State or Coastal to kind of get a leg up in the Sun Belt. And, and go 1-0 and in the conference. Love that we're starting to get into the conference slate where some of these games have a little bit more stakes other than like bragging rights or conference supremacy, which to me it's like half these teams aren't going to be in the same conference in another year or two, so I don't know how much that matters. Uh, but it sure matters for when it comes to conference titles. So Georgia State, Coastal Carolina, I, I, I will admit I have not laid eyes on either of these teams this year. I, I think Coastal Carolina, and immediately I just go, oh, they've got uh, – Grace McCullough quarterback and that's it. So I, I really don't know if I'm touching this one as far as like uh, picking it, but excited to see it. Georgia state, I think is, is, um, you know, they've played a lot of teams tough over the last couple of years. Um, three and O this year, heading into a tough place in Conway, South Carolina to play, you know, it'll be a ruckus crowd. Uh, it currently is coastal Carolina minus six and a half. Yeah, I, again, I don't know if I have a play on this one, but I definitely will be tuned in. Yeah, I, I wouldn't play on this one. Georgia State's strength of schedule so far has been like 130th overall, if, according to Bill Conley. So they're not been like super, super great, but they've put away teams. Um, and so like, I wouldn't bet on this one. I'm terrified. I have Colorado or Coastal Carolina on my um, wins draft team. I'm hoping it goes the way it should, but I wouldn't put money on it. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia State wins this game. Yeah, should be a fun one. The, the fun belt gets us kicked off on a big weekend here. Friday night, Wisconsin at Purdue. This one's interesting. Um, Purdue is a seven-point home underdog, 54.5-point total. We're not, we're not scoring 54.5 points in this game, are we? Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't think so, but I'm not going to put money on that one. I'm going to put that as a pick. I'm going to go under 54 and a half under for, or for Wisconsin. Let me write it down. Wisconsin at Purdue. I'm going to say we go under that total. I just don't know how much either of these teams is really going to score. Um, so I, I, I don't really trust either offense. I also don't really trust the defenses either. So it could, this is one of those games where it could be, I could see this being like a 13 to seven midway through the third quarter, but I could also see it being so sloppy that there's just big plays and, and turnovers for touchdowns. And uh, so it, it's kind of all over the place, but I think I'm on the right side of that, taking the under 54 and a half. I, I got to see more from, um, I mean, I'm not, not on my like official plays, but I think Wisconsin will win the game. 
And if I was if I was to pick it, I would say they probably cover. But I, I think Wisconsin's got to figure some things out still. Like they've they, they've got some work to do still. I, I agree with you, but I think they are starting to move in the right direction. I think they start to figure things out. They put they won thirty five fourteen against Georgia Southern. They lost thirty one twenty two against Washington State. So they're starting to get like some some distance between teams that they should beat. Um, Purdue is probably better than Georgia Southern, but I think this team kind of figures it out, and, and they, they beat this team by seven points, um, by over seven points. So I'm picking Wisconsin to win this one. I'm writing my okay. step down so I can be accountable next week too, so just a flash. <laughs> all right, all right. I just, like, it's like, I just remember writing them down the first time we decided to, like, take this format, and I was like, I know I'm just going to get crushed. Um, but I don't know if you saw Andy Staples' picks from this last week. I did not. He had nine picks and was nine. Oh gosh, I'm gonna get the number wrong. Whatever, about nine. O of nine. Like, like, it just takes talent to be that wrong. Um, so <laughs> I, I figured that was coming for me. It didn't happen, and so far we've got two straight weeks being above the numbers. Um, all right, let's move further on the Friday slate. NC State at Virginia. Man, NC State's let me down. I they they don't have receivers. Have you noticed that? Like. I think that's what's holding Brennan Armstrong back. Yeah, I know you're a Brennan Armstrong, Robert, and I hater. I think the problem's on the outside. I think they don't have guys that can really get separation or do a whole lot after the catch, uh, which I guess I just hadn't hadn't really didn't expect that going into the season. I thought they had some decent playmakers on the outside for the Wolfpack, and a, a little bit of research would have told me some of those have transferred out and, and others. I think I, they've got a couple of injuries in, in the wide receiver core of memory surgeon, right too. So, um, but you know who, uh, as much as, as down as I am on them, I'm way more down on Virginia. Uh, they are nine and a half point uh, underdogs. And I, you know, you can cover that with only scoring 20 points if you're NC state, I think. So um, give me the wolf pack minus nine and a half versus um, NC state. I, I, you're right. I'm not a Brent Armstrong fan. For the record, he's thrown three touchdowns and three interceptions this year. Um, but I, I'm way worse on Virginia, and I expect NC State to cover as well. <laughs> all right, all right. A little, little Friday ACC action for you. Here's a fun one out in the Mountain West: Boise State at San Diego State. This is uh, this line kind of surprises me a little bit. I know San Diego State doesn't have a, a killer offense, but they're seven point underdogs at home to the Boise State Broncos. Um, Forty five and a half is the point total. Uh, definitely going to be a lower scoring game. Uh, for me, I, here's the way I see this one playing out. Uh, Boise State doesn't pass the ball particularly well. Uh, San Diego State typically has a pretty stout run defense. I have not paid super close attention to their games thus far this year, but they haven't let teams like really, really run away from them uh, in terms of like scoring boatloads of points. So I, I agree that the, the point total should be pretty low. Um, I I don't know. I, I, I think I've got an under here on this one as well. I think I, I know that point total is low. I'm just not sure it's low enough. Yeah, so 45 divided by 2 is, what, 22 and a half? So you're looking plus 3 and a half? So you're looking at, like, what, 26 to to 19 is the expected score right there? There's a quick math for you. Um, yes. I, I'm going to take the over on that. And 
I, I have no idea who wins this game, but I'm taking the over on that. Interesting. Hold on just a second. Let me pull up San Diego State schedule. So thus far, again, they've played at hold on. Sorry. It was on a website that was immediately auto played an ad in my ears and just Are you talking you about know. San Diego State though? They've played Ohio, they played Idaho yes. State, UCLA, and Oregon State. Against Ohio, they scored twenty points. Idaho State, they scored thirty six. UCLA they scored ten. Oregon State they scored nine. Yeah, they're not going to score a point. Has scored 19 in a loss to Washington, 16 in a loss to UCF, and then like 40 something in a win against uh, 42 in a win against North Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah. So yeah, I feel pretty good about the under. I just think these two two teams might be just that inept, and we may actually see some some fireworks here. All right, all right. Uh, as far as winning the game, I, I think Boise State wins. Like, I'll, I'll go ahead and predict that. Again, it's not a, a play in terms of, like, against a number, but I think Boise State would win that game. Yeah, I hope – I think Boise State should win that game, but, I mean, they look terrible this year too. So, San Diego State hasn't looked much better. Yeah. The last one, we're going to stay in the Mountain West, Air Force at San Jose State. We mentioned this, I think, on the last pod, that Air Force uh, – yeah, has done pretty well so far, but they've got a kind of a unique challenge in San Jose state who's played, played a pretty tough schedule. They're battle tested at the very least. They've played Southern Cal. They played Oregon state. Uh, I think they've, they've had some injuries there, but this one's a home game. They're three and a half point underdogs to air force 47 point total. I, I don't know. I, I think again, not, not an official play as far as like putting, putting money on it. And, and of course I'm not gambling on any of these, but um, you know, I've got my kind of official picks, but I, I like the Spartans to, to make this one interesting. Um, I, I, I think they come out with the win. Oh, against that's Air interesting. Force. I, I definitely do. I have Air Force covering this game. Um, I think Air Force is going to be able to move the ball on, on, on uh, San Jose state. They, they've been letting up uh, quite a bit of number quite a bit of rushing yards, and I think they're going to be able to, to do okay on it. I, think I just think that San Jose 6. State has... So oh, San Jose ahead. State has 4.6 yards a carry against them currently, and you played USC, Oregon State, which is a good running team. I would say USC is a good running team, and then Cal Poly and Toledo. Yeah, I, we'll have to see. Again, it's kind of a late Friday game. I, Air Force is obviously a really, really challenging opponent to prep for, so... I, again, that's like, like it's not an official like pick for me, but I think I think they got something for them this time. It's their first time on the road, Air Force this year, so yeah. it's their first time uh, kind of traveling. We'll see. Again, Air, Air Force is is a great team. I think that they're probably the the class of the Mountain West, but something tells me San Jose State's got a little something for them. Um, was there any others that we wanted to hit on the? I guess we could probably cover it all. The Friday slate. Yeah, the Friday slate. I'm good. Um, all right. We on to Saturday. Um, we'll we'll kind of go like in in order of kicks. We've we've got what ten of these selected, but we might I might pull in one or two others. Uh, just kind of after we go through these ones. Uh, Oklahoma at Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati is a fourteen point home underdog. Are they holding Oklahoma under? The, the total is 60.5. I don't think they're holding Oklahoma under 45. Yeah, so if you do 16.5 divided by 3, that's 30 essentially plus 7. So you're looking at like a 37 to 23, 
score around that. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I, I think Oklahoma covers this for sure. Yeah, Oklahoma I don't know wins. Over. I don't know if I have Cincinnati scoring twenty something points against. Yeah, Oklahoma. I I'm right there with you. I think I think Oklahoma like plus fourteen to me seems so small that, that it's almost one of those things where it's it's it, the line is so different than what I think it should be that I get nervous. I um, think they've shown struggles in some of their games. I mean, they struggle with with SMU. I mean, the final was 28-11, but it was a lot closer than that. But the other games, Arkansas State and Tulsa, they've blown out. So it's like, all right, those two teams were not very good. SMU's a little bit better. Cincinnati should be a step from competition, even from SMU. But in reality, I think they just were going to funk in that game, and I don't think that's the true Oklahoma colors. So I'm picking Oklahoma to cover. Yeah. I, is the only time I'll ever say that. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. I think this is a, yeah, this is a, this is a welcome to the Big Twelve moment for Cincinnati, and I think Oklahoma reminds them like, hey, you're stepping up in competition. We're also going to step up in competition, and there's just there's tears between us. So there, there's levels to this, if you will. Uh, I've got Oklahoma winning and covering. I am tempted to look at that total and think Oklahoma scores enough to. To, to hit the over, but I, I'm right there with you. Maybe it's something where they're up by enough in, in, in late in the game that they just kind of coast out. So give me uh, Oklahoma to cover the two touchdown spread on the road against the Bearcats. Yep, me too. Next game, right. Florida State Clemson. Line currently that we, we have, line that we have is one and a half. I think it's been moved up to two. I think it's been bet up to two. We'll say it's two. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this? This is, I'm higher on Clemson than I think a lot of people are. I I think Clemson's a better team than they put, showed against Duke. They started to click against FAU or was it FAU earlier this week? FAU, know. yeah. FAU. We'll see how they continue. But like, I think once this team has had to learn its offensive coordinator, this offensive coordinator had to learn this team's strengths, and they're starting to get it. Get it. They struggled against Duke. They struggled in the first half against um, wow, Charleston Southern. Thank you, Charleston Southern. And then it clicked in the second half, and it clicked in this next game. And it's like you had some cupcakes kind of warm you up in this game. But if Florida State can play up to the potential that they played against LSU and if that defense shows up, this could be anybody's game. I I would not touch this game with a 10-foot pole. Uh, I will, and it's not just happiness insurance. Give me Clemson minus – or plus two. Really? I You're telling me I get the – what? Seven of the last eight ACC championship games, or ACC champ, seven of the last eight ACC champions have been the Clemson Tigers. I get them at home, and I get points. That's nuts. Like, I mean, I could be wrong on this, but like, did you? You never get that. You never get that. Vegas is giving me points. Like, they don't yeah. even have to win, and yeah. I can still cash. Uh, yeah, give me the Tigers. Again, it, it is one of those. We've talked about this, I think, last season with, with like my thought process. I'm like, I, I don't gamble, but if I was to, like happiness insurance would be what I would do, where it's like I bet against what I want to happen, and that way if it happens, it's like I paid for it. Like, would I pay $100 to see Florida State be Clemson? Absolutely. Uh, and so if I pay it and I lose, well, that, that's the result I wanted anyway. Uh, but if, if it the opposite is true. Like, okay, I'm not thrilled with the result, but at least I'm coming into some money, right? Um, 
And so, but, but, but even setting that aside, like, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Clemson's starting to kind of hit their stride a little bit. Now, one of the things that I think gets glossed over in this win over FAU, like they had four turnovers. They were able to get four turnovers against FAU. And, and that was really what made the game a runaway, um, including, I think they had one for a touchdown. Oh, I, I can't remember if they scored multiple times on defense, but maybe just the once. Um, but so it, that kind of skews the numbers to me a little bit where it's like, okay, they won 48 to 14, but you know, their beneficiaries of four turnovers. What's that game look like if, if FAU plays a clean game? Um, and it's closer. Um, so it, it, to me, this is more like what Florida State team shows up. If you get the Florida State team that is locked in, that played against LSU, this could go, this could get out of hand, I think. I think there's a world where Florida State can beat Clemson by 21. I don't know if there's a world where Clemson beats Florida State by 21. Yeah, I don't I, think that world seen, exists. I haven't seen Florida State feel like they've been able to stop the run against a decent runner. Granted, I don't feel like they've faced a, a great running back yet um, no i would i would say you're right they, they haven't but, i mean frank gore but he was behind a, a line that didn't really stand yeah, a chance. That, absolutely. frank gore jr i should say not frank gore. he was so mad at the end of that game good night oh my gosh i felt bad for him i know um but yeah this is your first running back that you're going against and this defensive line is supposed to be good but I, we'll see yeah so that's where i'm i'm on clemson as an underdog at home in Death Valley, they did lose their starting. It's a new game, so it won't be quite the juiced environment that it could have potentially been. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? They did lose one of their starting wide receivers out for the season. Oh, I was not aware of that. So Who was what? it? Uh, Cole Turner. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm assuming that's probably not a big drop off there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they have very good receivers. Period. To be honest, I don't think they're great. I, I'm I'm much more on the uh, Garrett Riley can scre- scheme it up. And again, yeah. I don't even have to have them win. Like, yeah. they I'm just not have to keep it close. I, but I'm I'm really hoping Florida State pulls it out. Yeah, obviously, as a fan, I am rooting for Florida State to get uh, the monkey off their back. They've lost seven straight to Clemson, so um, it's time for that to end. Um, but if I'm asking, if you're asking me what I think is going to happen, like you have to exercise that demon if you're Florida State, and I got to see it to believe it. So I'm, yeah. I'm picking the Tigers. Um, Ole Miss at Alabama. Ole Miss has scored a boatload of points. Bama has only scored a boatload of points in. Well, I guess I guess they played. They scored 34 against. What they scored or 24 against uh, Texas? Not 34. Texas, excuse yeah. me. Um, man, this one, I have no, I, like, I have no idea what to do with this one. Um, again, Ole Miss going into Tuscaloosa, uh, minus seven is, is the line in favor of Alabama, 55 point total. Uh, Bama doesn't score a whole ton, um, but they're playing a defense that I don't think is stellar in Ole Miss's defense. So they might be able to get right there, but I mean, they played USF last week, granted with a different QB play. Maybe that game looks a little bit different, um, and, and Jalen Milrow will be the starter. Nick Saban has announced that he's he's the guy going forward. And then you get Ole Miss, who scored a boatload of points but hasn't played against really strong defensive competition. Their offense hasn't. I I, I don't I don't have a play on this game. Well, I, I, just, 
Oh, you do? Let's hear we it. We all miss Jackson Dart. I think they win it. I don't think they lose. I don't think they cover the spread. I think they win it. Wow. And I think they win it by close to 10 points, if not more. I, I, I think this is a double-digit win. I'm going to say, I think it's a double-digit win. So you got Bama with two losses in the month of September. I just think I was really, really, really high on Bama because I thought that offensive line could do what it needed to do. And it's clearly shown that it can't. Yeah. Um, it's a granted, problem. Ole Miss's defensive line is not Texas defensive line. Let's be real. So they're going to be able to move the ball a little bit more, quite a little bit more. But I think just I'm a Jackson Dart believer. I'm a Lane Kiffin believer. He pulls games out that he shouldn't pull again. Well, he's not a coach that I feel like you lose a game because of him. I think he's a coach that you win a game because of him, um, that you shouldn't win. And I'm yeah all about this. Awesome. I don't know if I have a play, but I think that one is uh, is good. That's at the that's in the three thirty slate, right? Um, let me see. Sorry, I've moved away from the full like calendar. Of yeah, games. that's at the three thirty or the one thirty, depending on if you're. Uh, yeah, three thirty Eastern. I yeah. should say I should include the time zone. Yeah, that one will be a big one. Um, also at three thirty, who's actually is this even on our board? I don't. Oh, there it is. It's it's just one further down. So never mind. We'll, we'll talk UCLA at Utah first. Um, when when is Cam Rising going to play? Do we do we have any insight on that? Even if he does, I mean, I already know. You, where. Don't, you don't think it matters? I don't think it does. I'm surprised Utah's favorite from four and a half points at home. Like, I think UCLA is the better team. I think they have the better quarterback, and they've just looked really, really good this year. And so I'm taking UCLA not only to cover, but to win. Interesting. So, they haven't yeah, played it's anybody, crazy. right? They played NC Central, they played San Diego State, they played Coastal Carolina, but. They've had a chance to get their team under control. They've had chances to kind of get their freshman quarterback. This will be a an in, like I would have liked to see this game at night because I would have seen like to see their freshman quarterback underneath the lights. Under I mean, the lights, yeah, yeah. He's got seven touchdowns, one interception um, against inferior talent. Let's be real, but um, Carson Steele is is running ragged. I mean, he's he's at two hundred forty three yards for th- on thirty carries, running at eight point one yards a carry against the previous teams. He probably won't do the same thing, but they are going to be a balanced team that can do whatever they need to do. So, yeah, give me a UCLA to cover, to win. Um, the line is 51 and a half. I don't know. I don't like touching the over-unders because I, I never have a clue on the over-under. I feel like I, I've become a little bit more like just learning how to, like, you know, pace the play obviously plays into it and, you know, strategies obviously like Florida – Here's a cheat code for you. They're, they're probably going to try and drag teams into the muck and, and play ugly games. So unders is, is a good place to look. Yeah, but for... the line should adjust itself too. Well, yeah, but it's just it's just one of those things where it's you know yeah they'll they'll move it to a certain degree. But I'm just saying that they're always going to try and shorten games. Like so, it's it's one of those things. Um, well, oh my gosh, another ad as I'm trying to trying to keep up with the schedule i'm sorry about that no, you're good. uh so yeah that ucla game i it's so weird like so yeah utah is favored four and a half espn's matchup predictor which again you and i think is kind of garbage but it is fun to kind of just see like okay how different is it from my own opinion uh 65.7 percent likelihood of victory for utah 
it, to me, it, this boils down to, yeah, how, how does Dante Moore respond to being on the road? Obviously, he played in Snapdragon Stadium against San Diego State. To me, different environments, right? Utah's that place is going to be packed. It's it's um, you know Utah's a fringe top ten team, ranked opponent at kickoff conference play. Place is going to be wild, right? That place is going to be wild. I don't care Except that it's, it's, a, like, it's an in afternoon the middle game. of the day. It's one thirty. I think they'll bring the noise. I, that to me is like, yeah, it may not be the exact same environment as, you know, if this was played at seven o'clock at night, but I, I, I think it will be an intimidating, raucous environment. I believe that they'll, they'll be ready. The fans will be ready to, to make that as difficult on a freshman quarterback as possible. The question becomes like, is he ready? What do they have in terms of, um, you know, a game plan to help him settle into the game? Do they try and run it early and often? I would imagine they, they they do, um, but can they run it against Utah's front? We'll have to see. I think Utah again, just all the respect in the world for both uh, Kyle Whittingham and Morgan Scally, the the defensive minds from from a coaching perspective. I think they've got some pretty good talent uh, and pretty good personnel. So uh, this one's going to be fun. I think this is uh, obviously going to be a a, a a really physical matchup as their last several have been, where they. Um, have had kind of knockdown drag out fights. Um, last last go around, uh, Zach Charbonnet kind of got the best of them, and and so maybe that's the case with with Carson Steele. Again, I I don't have like an official play on this one. I, I, man, this one I think is so close. The the question to me is like who who plays quarterback for Utah if if they're having to do either the two quarterback system or their own true freshman. I think I give the edge to the Bruins. If I mean, we heard if Rising is going to play, like I, I've not yeah, been following until that closely. Yeah, go go ahead and Google it for just a second, because to me that that might be the the edge in this game. It's like if you're playing with a veteran quarterback who, who's they're been around the block, even for, if it's first time. Yeah, what? they're preparing for Cam Rising's potential season debut, but nothing says that Cam Rising's been announced. Okay, I would. I mean, this is probably what you've been saving him for, right? Like is like you thought oh maybe we can get through the non-con unscathed or 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 even just with one loss like if you lost you know at home to florida that's not killing your season like you you win out you're, you're still probably a playoff team if you're utah so i wonder if this is what they've been trying to hold him make sure he's he's ready but so if rising plays i will say yeah give me the utes to win otherwise i think again i think this thing's on a razor's edge um, otherwise, if they're playing with Nate Johnson and doing kind of some of that wild, uh, not wildcat, but just like he, he's pretty limited as a passer this far. So I think that that plays into UCLA's hands if they're more predictable from from an offensive standpoint. So it really hinges on if rising plays or not. If rising plays, I'm taking the Utes. Uh, if not, I'm taking the Bruins. But again, not, not an official play on my like tracker card here. Your tracker card. Whatever you want to call it. No, I like it. I just think it's easy. Um, this is the one I was looking to see because for a second there, at a glance, I thought it wasn't on there. But like, how can we not talk about Colorado? Everyone talks about Colorado. Um, they go to Eugene. They go to Autzen Stadium. Twenty and a half point underdogs to the Oregon Ducks. Um, is that I a am typo? so? It's not. It's not. I, and I mean. 
I just I don't know what to make of this. I feel like I've seen Oregon be like a different team most weeks, and I'm I'm not selling on them, right? Like I I think that they're good. I obviously we saw them struggle against Texas Tech. Um, I I don't know what to make of this one. I I have Oregon winning. I'm predicting Oregon to win, right? I like that to me is unless you get a Herculean effort from Shador Sanders. And, and some of those receivers against Oregon's defensive backs. I, I just don't see a, a way that they really can win this game. I don't see a way that they really slow uh, slow down Oregon's offense. I think I think that they're going to be just fine. I don't know if they cover that 20 and a half points, but something tells me in my head, like for the teams that can beat Colorado, they're going to try and grind them into the, into the dirt, right? Like try and and win by as many as possible. Just you, you realize you now have a recruiting powerhouse that you're against, and you need to make statements against it um, while you can is is part of it. So I I am struggling. That twenty and a half seems like a really big number. Yeah, but I also. I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't think I'm I don't think I'm touching like the spread. I, I'm I'm predicting Oregon to win, and I don't know about the total either. So I, I think I'm laying off of that one too. So I'm a big Dan Lanning fan. I think he's got he's a good great defensive mind. I think they win this game too, but I don't think there's any way to beat Colorado by 21 points. I mean, Colorado's going to score 25, 28. You're not scoring more than that. Like you're not scoring 48 points on against Colorado. Like maybe you do, but like 28, 48. It's still 20 points like I I, like, yeah. I feel like Colorado is going to put up it's going to be dang near impossible to stop Colorado because they just run these spreads you're hurt by the fact that you lost uh Travis, Travis Hunter. Hunter um but he's only one of five of your guys' people like or four or five receivers that you had out there um yeah Jimmy Horn Xavier Weaver they're not short on weapons yeah exactly and so I'm going to take Colorado to cover but I don't think they win I think it's a 17 point win yeah I don't know. I can I can kind of argue this both ways, where it's like I I think I trust Oregon's offense more than I trust TCU's offense, and TCU put up forty two on them. So yeah. like I I really could see that going either way. Um, again, the matchup to me where there's the the biggest mismatch is is the trenches on both sides of the ball. I think uh, yeah. Oregon's offensive line pretty stout. Oregon's defensive line very stout, and I, I think that you're going to see some of that pop up. Um, and and Shador, for all of his accolades, he does hold the ball a long time and takes hits that I don't think he he has to. Like especially, I don't know if you watched this last game, or of course you were. We were talking about it, but like on the touchdown to tie the game, like he takes a hit when his guy's open for yeah. like six yards. Like he's wide open. There's no one on him, and he just like waits to see it, waits to see it, then throws it and takes a hit as he as he's letting it go. Now again salute to you to him having the you know the whatever you want to call it the guts to uh, to to stand in there and take that hit but it's also one that's like i'm a little concerned that you didn't see that quicker right like yeah um especially since it looks like it's his primary read like it looks like he's looking at the guy and just like waits an extra second he's like let me make sure i'm not about to throw a pick um but, I'd be interested to see what the line was with Travis, Travis Hunter in this game. Like, I would definitely, definitely expect them to cover with the 21 points with Travis mm-hmm. Hunter. Now I'm like, I think they will. Does that make any sense? 
Yeah, especially since he affects both sides of the ball, which exactly. is really interesting. Like, like how, how much are you factoring in that in if you're a if you're a handicapper for a sports book? Like, yeah, like you better he be plays busy. defense and he will slow down your offense to a degree, right? He's, he's at least going to shut down probably your primary option. Yep. Uh, and then also he's going to be uh, someone who can eventually light the scoreboard up on on the offensive side of the ball. Well, and I think the the I think the change in your in your quarterback two to your quarterback three is pretty significant compared to your quarterback. Like so, you would have had Travis Travis Hunter and you would have had a Marion Cooper on the on, on the side. Now you have a Marion Cooper playing as your quarterback one, and then Breedlove. I can't remember his first name. I'm not a huge fan of him playing the super three. I feel like there's a drop off from him to Cooper for but. sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's where we're at with that one. That one will be fun. We'll see. You know, can can Colorado keep the magic rolling? Um, I, I don't think so. Uh, and, and you know, as as raucous as that TCU environment was in game one, I think Austin is a is a different uh, stage of intimidating. That's a, that's a a really loud crowd, and they pride themselves on it. Um, and they've got a statement to make, and you know, the bodacious Heisman campaign. They're investing a lot into that. Don't, uh, don't, 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 don't trip over the Buffaloes here. Um, next one that we have Arkansas at LSU. Um, I don't know if you have a, have a thought on this one. I can let you go first. Yeah. So it's at home at LSU. LSU played phenomenal, but to, to lay, are there Arkansas like 18 points there or uh, sorry, LSU's like 18 points. That's, yeah. that's significant. Are they 18 points better than this? Yeah, I, just, I honestly think, yeah, you, you have a 35 to 17 win here. That sounds reasonable to me. Um, so, yeah, do they cover? I'm not betting on this game. Honestly, I think that's about right where I would put it, 35, 17. Uh, the, the over-under is 55, so take that divided by two. What is that? 28 add 9. So 37. They're looking around 37. To whatever, to I can't do my math off the top of my head, but 37-21. Yeah, do that right. It might be thirty. Yeah, thirty-six or thirty-four twenty-one, something like that. Thirty-six twenty. That's that's yeah. Still, so, well, it's got to be eighteen. So I, I yeah. So I, thirty-seven I, 20, nineteen is what they're, they're they're saying the line is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite there. I I don't know if uh. I don't know if Arkansas scoring that much on them. I, I I've got LSU to cover here, because yeah. um, I think you you've got enough weaponry on the outside for Jaden Daniels to score some points. Arkansas can't block like they couldn't block BYU's defensive line. Like yeah, BYU's... LSU's is way better. Yeah. So that that's the thing, and the other thing that I think you you need here if you're Arkansas, if you're going to keep it close, as you need the QB run game. And I think number one, Harold Perkins is what? Uh, do they spy him, use him as a spy again? I, I, I mean, I think that you can trust that he's faster than, uh, than KJ Jefferson and you can go after him a little bit more. Um, but also like, you know, KJ Jefferson's a big physical runner, but your other backer, uh, Omar Spates is a thumper. Like, I, I think that you need that weapon. Uh, and I mean, it, BYU showed you some of, I mean, again, that wasn't a fantastic defensive effort by BYU by any stretch, but I mean, the fact that they were getting home with four and were able to collapse the pocket around KJ, 
I'm telling you, it's it's a different animal when you're going up against Mason Smith and Makai Wingo in the center that can really push the pocket back right into, you know, push an offensive guard or a center right into your lap. Uh, and I know that there's some questions around pass rusher for, for LSU that I still have, but like, I mean, I, I know what they've got is got to be better than what BYU has. Like, there's just, yeah. so, um, yeah, I, I've got LSU covering the 18 at home. The big Ohio. one. Huh? I said the oh, big yeah. one. Ohio State, Notre Dame, at Notre Dame. Ohio State has the best receivers in the country. Do they have the quarterback figured out? Like, uh, they had McCord was given the, the starting role last week, looked good. Can they capitalize on, on Notre Dame? I mean, they're, they're three and a half point favorites at Notre or three point favorites at Notre Dame. Um, Give me Notre Dame, dude. I love the balance of Notre Dame. I love the, the opportunities that they have. I do not think this Notre Dame defense is going to be able to stop Ohio State, but I think the offense is going to be balanced enough to score enough points to win this game. So not only do they cover, they win. Wow. Um, I, I'm i on the opposite end of this. I think Ohio State covers the spread. Um, I think it's just add this one to a list of disappointing outcomes for Notre Dame in these biggest of of games. Um, here, here's my thought process here. Notre Dame, I think, is is fine offensively, right? They're 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 balanced. Ohio State has not, you know, for for the struggles they've had, defense hasn't been one of them. They've been really really good defensively. So I, I think that's. I don't want to say a stalemate, but I, I think that they can hold Notre Dame to less than let's see, less than. 24 points right i think so, somewhere in there is probably what notre dame scoring i think if ohio state is able to to me the name of the game here is you have to be able to run the ball to to a, enough of an extent that that you're able to open up the field for your receivers and and, and block it up for kyle mccord that, that's those are the big things that i'm you know looking for in this game is can, can they block it up can they keep Kyle McCord clean. I feel like maybe I'm reading in too much to one game, but they had a great game offensively this last week. I think just I, I'm excited to see what happens now that Kyle McCord's been named the starter and mm-hmm. and and has you know has one game under his belt where he's not looking over his shoulder, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think Ohio State wins this one. Obviously, like uh, my rooting interests are, are probably toward Notre Dame just because they're on my win totals draft team. Uh, Love that this game's being played. I obviously wish like this. This is one of those matchups that I'd, I'd like to see played more frequently, or at least Notre Dame playing Michigan, playing the best of the Big Ten. I think is is kind of cool. So, I, I I think this one is, is close, but I think Ohio State ends up winning this game by about ten. Uh, yeah. I think they kind of a, a late touchdown to to put a little breathing room on them, um, and, and we're saying. You know, Ohio State's answered all the questions, and then it turns to, okay, can they beat Michigan? Also, give me the over in this game. 54 and a half. But, I mean, these teams are both capable of scoring 28, 35 points. Um, if they can score around that point, they're, they're breaking that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's definitely the offensive firepower to do that. I, I just think Ohio State's defense has the potential to shut Notre Dame down. Again, like I said, I, I don't see them scoring more than 24. Um, 
But I mean, I, I get... if you score 24 points, that means Notre Dame's won the, or Ohio State's won the game 31 to 24, and you're hitting the over. Yeah, potentially. You're right. Like, I, I just, I, I'm saying, like, that's the, the, the ceiling of what I see for Notre Dame. So, like, I think it's possible that they score 17 or 13. Like, I think that I think that there's a world that exists there. Um, I also just kind of, you know, it, it's um, it, this is a big test, I think, for Marcus Freeman. I think the pressure sits uh, on Notre Dame, not on Ohio State, to 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 win this game. Um, may, maybe you you could argue that it's the other way around because Ohio State's expected to win, um, and they're replacing obviously the most important position, and the the results have been kind of a mixed bag to this point. I just I think Ryan Day and Brian Hartline will have them ready. We'll we'll scheme a couple things open, and obviously they have the best wide receiver tandem in in the country, in my opinion. And I, yeah, I, I just think that they're they're going to be able to score enough to 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 win the game and to cover that three point spread. Yeah, I mean NC State was supposed to have a strong defense too, and Notre Dame put up forty five on them. So true. That's a good point. I, I would have guessed that they didn't score 45 against them. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, uh, let's see. Where are we at now? Oh, Iowa, Iowa Penn at Penn State. <laughs> that, that minus 14 and a half is the point spread, not Iowa's team total. Um, but, yeah, they host the Hawkeyes. I just see a lot more of the same from Iowa's offense. And, and I, I'll admit, like, I haven't seen them. Like, I haven't watched every single one of their games start to finish. But just it, it just feels like the same types of, of challenges, the same kind of ineptitude that we've been seeing. So I know that Penn State had kind of a what some people are calling a shaky performance last go around. I, I think that they're able to kind of correct that. It was the first time on the road. They're back in Happy Valley, um, and I, I, I've got them winning. I don't know. I mean, I, I want to say they cover, but the Iowa defense is, is still salty. Like, yep. I just I love what they do defensively. I, I think I'm not going to make this one an official play either, but I think Ohio State scores enough. Uh, Even Penn State. Well, yeah, sorry. So the line you. that you're looking at is. So we're looking at 42 points. We're looking at a 28 to 14 kind of victory about yeah. a 14 and a half point line. So 28 mm-hmm. to 13. And and the thing is, like, I I could see this being a game where, much like last year, where Iowa's defense keeps a minute, and eventually, once the dam breaks, you know, like it it really opens up. And so, I I, I am tempted to take Penn State minus 14 and a half. But I'm not going to. That's yeah, the side I think I lean. Yeah. At all, because you never know what Iowa's defense is going to do. Penn State hasn't lit up the scoreboard this year. No, you're Even right. Not the quality opponent that Iowa defense is, that Iowa is. So I'm not touching this. Forty-one and a half is low, but reasonable. And yeah, I'm not touching the spread or anything. Like I think the spread's about right. And the line's about right. It scares me. Yeah. Always. Um, here's the one that I, this is a surprising number to me. Texas at Baylor. Baylor is 14 and a half point home underdogs. And I feel like I'm stealing money saying, give me Texas in the point. Amen. Yep. <laughs> or give me, te- give me Texas to cover. Excuse me. Not, not, not yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. 
yeah, so I, I've got Texas going on the road to win. I know they had a, a, a challenge last week with Wyoming. To me, that's like, okay, we just beat Alabama, right? Like, of course we're going to be over the moon and probably not as focused. We had that little wake-up call, um, and I expect them to be locked in and, and to, to kiss Baylor goodbye in terms of the Big 12 matchup that, that will no longer be. Give me Texas to go on the road at Waco. Uh, or in Waco and to cover the 14 and a half points. Second it, everything you said. I mean, this Texas team should blow this team out, uh, in my opinion. And if you want to make a statement, make a statement. Be, get up there at 42 to 7, 42 17. Yeah. Um, the last one that's on this list, and then I might, might go through a couple others. Um, uh, North Carolina at Pittsburgh. Again, kind of a surprising line. Here that North Carolina is only favored by a touchdown. They are on the road. Pittsburgh hasn't really done anything to inspire any confidence in them. So I, I'm curious what your take is on this one, Corey. Nope, I'm 100% on you. Uh, I'm like, yeah, give me the seven points. Like, I'm, I'm taking them there. Uh, away Wait, even. Huh? Oh, you, sorry, you're choosing North Carolina? or yeah. North okay. Carolina at Pitt with favored by seven. I think that's potential. It, who is this real North Carolina team? That's the biggest question. It's like, and we don't know. Like, are they the team that let App State in, sit in the game? Are they the team that shut down South Carolina? Um, or, I mean, even shut down Minnesota. Minnesota hasn't been, you know, spectacular, but they only allowed 13 points to Minnesota at Minnesota. They've done the, they've done the away thing. They're kind of used to playing there. Although, for what it's worth, I can pull up statistics on Drake May. I think he's like eight touchdowns, eight interceptions this year. Let me make sure that's correct. Oh, four touchdowns, four interceptions. So he's thrown as many touchdowns as he has interceptions. He's been a little bit of a gunslinger. Um, but they've got the running backs to lean on too. This is yeah. a the opportunity to beat balance. So they're going to win this game. Yeah. So just a, a one point of clarification: this is this is at Pittsburgh, and and this is North Carolina's first true road game. So they, they were at home against Minnesota. Were they at home um, against Minnesota? They were. Um, they had a neutral site with, with South Carolina to open the season in Charlotte. So okay. kind of not their first time you know traveling to a game, but you know what kind of environment actually awaits them? I, I, I don't think it's going to be the most hostile thing that it is a that, that you're going into now that now that Pitt's one and two though. I think there's been some cold water poured on this season. I don't know. At the same time, like, I think you're kind of getting to the clock in Pittsburgh, you know. So say it one more time. Sorry. What else is there to do at eight o'clock in Pittsburgh, though? Like it is a night game. It's going to be pretty late. That's true. Do, do, do the Steelers play at at home that week? Like, <laughs> are, are people going to have to try and like rally for the next game, or, or are they going to say, "Oh, you know, Pitts one and two, um, you know, the the Steelers play at home that, that next week or the next day"? I, I don't know that. I'm just saying if that was the case like i would imagine some might be like i'm gonna skip the pittsburgh you know the the panthers game and and stick to the steelers also give um, me the over I, I don't expect this pit team to do much i expect west or north carolina will beat this team pretty well 50 points you're looking at like a 25 or you're looking at a 32 to you know you're looking at a 28 to 21 kind of game 29 to 21 what they're expecting I think North Carolina can score more than that, and it makes you go 35-40 on this team. 
I just don't expect Pitt to hold up their end of the bargain there. Like, yeah, we'll I, 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 I think Pitt might points. only score ten, so I, I, I need, I need North Carolina to hit, hit a forty burger on them. Um, I also don't think North Carolina's defense is, is as good as they were against some other teams. So no, I think but I don't know if you have to be. The, the, the thing that might help them is like, hey, you know, Dracovic might throw it to you, and you might score on defense. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, three interceptions, so they both have thrown a bunch of interceptions. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think Pittsburgh plays at a slower pace. I, I, I think that the total is one I don't want to touch. North Carolina should win this game by more than seven. Like, they should. I, I have got some nerves about, like, again, the last couple of games have played out a little bit closer than I thought they would. I mean, obviously, they, they covered the spread against Minnesota. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I need to see them kind of put together a full offensive and defensive effort. And I don't know if we've really seen that to date. Even in the even in the South Carolina game, twenty eight points. You know, yeah, sacks. That's the one thing that was beneficial, right? Exactly. Yeah, that part was that part. You know, they they played well. Um, they played well in defense, but I think you know, I don't think a ton of South Carolina's defense either. And so I I thought there was probably opportunity to score more. Granted, I say that the same the week after Georgia only put up twenty four points on them, so maybe they got a little bit more than I, I think. Um, I don't know if I dare put my chips on North Carolina again. I got nervous this last go around. They like it just felt like man, they, they should be winning this game by more based on how the game was playing out. But I would lean toward North Carolina covering that just because I I don't trust Pittsburgh. And you know, I'm I'm gonna go for it. It's an official play. North Carolina minus seven. On the road. Officially official. Um, I don't know if there are other games you wanted to cover. There's maybe one or two others. I just want to hear your thoughts on that one. Oh, man. That game could go anyway. Kansas is favored by 10 in that game. They're favored by 10? I think it's 9.5. And and then I think the over-under is like... 55 and a half according to DraftKings. Oh, it's five and a half according to DraftKings? Uh, sorry, 55 and a half is oh, the total. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, BYU's defense is ooh. like, their running defense has been surprisingly good this year. We thought they'd get torched and they've only allowed 99 yards a game. Yeah, I, I mean, the Arkansas one is the only real surprising result there for me, and it's just kind of like, I, I don't know. Again, I, yeah, I, I, I don't love their defensive line. Like, I don't like BYU's defensive line. Nothing is really, like, I mean, they bullied Arkansas from a pass rush perspective in the second half, and that, yes. to me, is you know, that to me is more a, an indictment on Arkansas's offensive line than it is, like, a, a big, like, feather I in the cap of BYU's defensive line. I don't think they're, I, I, I'm not sure they're a decent run you know, defense team. And, and you did get, you know, that's a good opportunity. I, again, I wish you would have seen KJ Jefferson run the ball more to see how they played it. He, I feel like they just didn't, they underutilized his legs in that game in the offensive game plan for Arkansas, but it, it would have been a really good opportunity to try and prepare for Jalen Daniels uh, at, at Kansas. I, I Obviously he's, I think he's much faster than KJ Jefferson, but like, you know, you get a, a chance to, take a try at a mobile quarterback that's both you know, that at least represents physically kind of 
what what Jalen Daniels can do from a you know physicality and, and running tough perspective. But I I don't know on the road I'm not minus on the game, nine. I just want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I I don't know. And then you get Kansas who had like a crazy travel week and and played really close at Nevada. Um, in a game that was surprise, yeah, surprisingly close throughout. So, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what this BYU team is. I think this is a really important data point for me yeah. to kind of figure out what BYU is and and what Kansas is because I think Kansas has played kind of right on par with where I'd expect them to outside of the Nevada game. So the Nevada game to me is like, was that a blip on the radar or was that, or was that now that teams have a little bit more film and and are, are kind of better acquainted with what Kansas is doing offensively, particularly with Jalen Daniels now back in the lineup, you know, who, who didn't start that first week. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I would take BOU to cover the nine, but to lose the game. Not a, not an official play for me, but I yeah, think no, that's I think what that's it is. probably where I am. I mean, I already told you I was higher in Kansas than most people were. I think I had them like third or fourth in the Big 12 um, when we did our things. I still think that's probably true. I'm like looking at the schedule. I'm like, you lose to Texas. It's probably close with UCF. You probably beat Oklahoma State. You probably lose to Oklahoma. You probably beat Iowa State. You probably beat Texas Tech. And then you have Kansas State and Cincinnati. I think you beat Cincinnati. You might lose to like so. You're gonna three four losses for this Kansas team potentially. Yeah, something like that. Um. So. All right, one more that I just want to talk about for just a second. We we kind of mentioned it uh, on the last pod. Oregon State, Washington State, three point favorites are the Beavers heading into Pullman, going going to Washington State. Um, this is this is a fun like sort of like uh, styles make fights kind of a game where uh, Washington State's going to want to throw the ball around. They're not, you know, they they're kind of let Cam Ward make plays with his legs, but usually with his legs to open up throwing lanes. Um, and, and Oregon State's gonna, you know, run two tight ends, a single back, and 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 th- run the ball right at you, throw off play action. Um, this is this is an interesting one, kind of a clash of styles here. And I, I, I think the Beavers go in, and I think they win the game, and I think they cover the three point spread uh, in the Oregon State. You said three. Is it three? Yeah, it's Oregon State minus three on the road. Yeah, I'll take that. I agree. I have a lot of predictions. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. It's yeah. if it's free money, I don't have to put money on the line on it. You know? <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> if it wasn't, um, there'd be seventeen hundred dollars I'd be laying out right there. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we before we wrap, or I I don't know if there are other games you wanted to cover, but um, can we just tip our cap to Wyoming for having what I think is probably the most difficult non-conference schedule for like a a, a team of their caliber. So they hosted Texas Tech. They played Texas on the road this week. They host Appalachian State. Like man, they did not get a break. Like where where is your like oh we're playing some directional school from you know you know, from Montana that we can just like, we can log a win on. Yeah, they played Craig Portland Bowl. State who beat somebody like 91 nothing this last week. Yeah, Portland State, the Vikings. Uh, a buddy of mine lives a couple 
well, buddy of mine, like a, a recent uh, acquaintance that I've made, played receiver at Portland State for a couple of years. Um, yeah, just lives like a couple a couple doors down from me. I was like, oh, go Vikings. He's like, yeah, man, we're looking strong this year. So I think he was bullish on on what what they're able to do. And that, that number, I, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, uh, tip tip of the cap to Wyoming for just playing anyone anywhere. Uh, they are two point favorites at home. I don't have a play on that. I, I'm betting Wyoming wins that game, but I wonder if having been going into the fourth quarter tied with Texas and then having the, the fourth quarter just be uh, as lopsided. Yeah, as lopsided as it was. And they were playing with their backup QB. Did you know that? No, oh, I didn't know that. I mean, me neither. I heard that elsewhere. I can't remember where I heard that. Um, but yeah, the starter wasn't even playing and they were playing that tough. So. Um, yeah, I just salute to him for doing that. Um, and can we, Minnesota, can we also just point out, we would go back to Portland State. Portland State, yeah. State had 81 points scored on them by Oregon, and then they scored 91 on another team. You, you got to balance it out, right? You got to get the sour taste out of your mouth with like <laughs> with a with a similar with similar type of victory. Yeah, and they didn't uh, even play the. I don't think they played the fourth quarter against that team either. Oh, do they not? Did they just call it? So it there's zero here? points scored in that fourth quarter. Hmm. Yeah, which if you scored 91, one would assume. Okay, one, one more game, and I'm, I'm curious on your take on this one here. Uh, so USC plays Arizona State. They are on the road. It's, it's, it's at Arizona State. The line is minus 34. Does USC win by more than five touchdowns? Arizona I State, think they did, especially with the sense they don't have the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I think USC minus the minus thirty four. Give me that one. The one question that I have there is like, how quick do they go to the backups? Do they go to the backups super early and it becomes a problem yeah. for us to cover that number? I'm not putting money I, on that I, number. I'm not making it official, but you know, I I'm I'm gonna say that's one of my official picks here. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Good. 11 so that we no 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 going 500 i will either win or i will either lose that's how i like it um anything else i'm excited to to watch this i'm literally i'm i want to be on 15 different screens if i can because there's gonna be so many good games and there's games that like are not even the big games that i'm interested in so like it's gonna be a great week yeah, I I think there's all kinds of like low key matchups like James Madison at Utah State. That's that seems like that's gonna be a killer game. Uh, James Aggies. Madison, what? <laughs> Go Aggies. Aggies. Yeah, but James Madison just wins everything. They've gone up to the Division One for you know last year was their first year, and all they've done is just win. Like maybe they were just one of the best kept secrets in the sport. So can they go? to Logan and win that game. But like it's wild. Like the number of games that you've got that are just like yeah, Memphis and Missouri. How does Missouri what does Missouri do for an encore? Like yeah. after that win, they're only seven point favorites at home versus Memphis, which is Who's undefeated, okay. right? They look great under Ryan so far. Yeah, I think this this is kind of a, a make or break year for him. So like so far they're so good. Um what better place to to maybe capitalize on a team that's reading their headlines than the ones that won on a 61-yard field goal at the end of regulation? There's just a lot of games that are really interesting 
um, and and some really good matchups up and down the slate. So I'm pumped to see it as well. Wrap it up. All right. Well, we'll see you and see how right or wrong my picks are. Again, I'm two weeks straight being uh, above 500. So this is the one probably that I come crashing down to earth. Um, but yeah, excited to see it all. And this is the CFB Paint Crew for Court and Steve and for Brian, who's not with us, and Mark, who maybe will join us once again at some point. Uh, we're signing off. Thanks again. Like, subscribe, share the pod. We appreciate it. Have a good week. We'll see you next time.